0: Insane not or.
1: Welcome to episode 194 of Cincy, I don't know what I'm talking so slowly for, Uh, it is of course Cincy as I said, episode 194, and we're basking in, um, well, it's a bit bit of a victory Monday, after a very good solid win against our most hated foes, the Pittsburgh Steelers, On an atrocious pitch in the middle of Pennsylvania. I mean, that's really what it felt like. Some random field uh, with a bunch of idiots waving towels in the crowd. Uh, It's like one of those pitches uh, where you play five-a-side on, but it's like in the middle of uh, nowhere in this country. And, uh, you know, like a place that you go as kids, but it's not really a sports park. It's just a municipal park. Where there's broken glass on it and loads of cigarette butts and scorched bits of Astro turf. That's what it looked like from afar. But anyway, I digress. Uh, my name's Paul Hirons. If you haven't guessed already, welcome along to the show. Uh, the Bengals won in Pittsburgh last night, thirty-seven, thirty. A few, you know, squeaky bum moments along the way, but uh, we'll uh, get to that. Uh, In a moment, first things first, I'm on my own in this episode because uh, your favourite and mine, Nathan Palmer, has once again contravened his contract, has reneged on uh, several clauses in that contract, broken lots of rules. He's gone away again on holiday. Uh, I guess that's the perks of owning your own company, really. You can come and go as you bloody please. And he really does go and come and go as he bloody well pleases. Uh, so Nathan's having a nice time with his family elsewhere. Uh, so I am left to hold the fort. And what a fort it is. What a magnificent fort. It's not a fort. It's more of a palace. Uh, an orange and black palace gleaming on a hilltop uh, with a beach and sexy people with no clothes on. Uh, running around the palace at least that's in my mind um it would be a silly thing for me to speak on my own that would be very boring for you out there um so i what i'm going to do and we've done this before in the past when nathan has not been here um we've done this before and i'm going to do it again basically i'm going to ring round a bunch of people i'm going to go round the houses and uh chat to people in their house uh by the magic of the internet telephone and uh we can talk about the game we can talk about how brilliant it is to beat the Steelers again and also brilliant in the way that we are now I think we're just inside the bracket for qualifying for the playoffs so it is all to play for isn't it and um but it was, as I say, all started and it's all because we beat the Steelers last last night it was absolutely necessary that we went uh, to Pittsburgh and beat them and uh, beat them we did Uh, I don't think we would have perhaps survived maybe that's a bit premature I still think there's there's a lot of football to be played the way the Jets are playing at the moment the way the Patriots are playing uh, the Chargers have regressed a little bit there's a lot of football to be played I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens, even though had a, they have a very easy schedule compared to everyone else, uh, were beaten once or twice in the way uh, along the way. I really don't think they're a fantastic team, I have to say. So, a lot of football to be played. It is the starting to edge towards December and the business end. And also, how nice will it be to be relevant in December? Again, we've been through so many years when... Uh, where we've been kind of doing mock drafts in November, December because there's nothing to play for. But certainly, obviously, obviously you don't need reminding. But last year, we uh, we were extremely relevant in December and January and uh, a tiny bit of February as well. But yes, we're going to be very relevant in December and that's always a good feeling. Um, so well done, Zach and the boys. Uh, for a great win last night, so yeah, I think it's time to let, let's have a call. Who should I call? I have uh, my little black book here, so let's let's see who I can call. Okay, caller number one. Who have we got here? Who are you?
2: It's Alex from uh, from sunny Manchester.
1: And is it really sunny in Manchester at uh, eight o'clock on a Monday evening? <laughs>
2: It's always sunny up in the north. Pole. Oh, I should know that. I should know dreams. better.
1: I should know better. Uh, Alex, how do you, doing, man? Of course, uh, we know each other because you came on the trip, the the now infamous trip to Cincinnati. Have you recovered?
0: Yeah,
2: I've I've recovered. Fortunately, it took me a few days. My uh, my Thursday was very rough, but after that, I'm um, yeah, back to my old normal self.
1: Good. And was it was was Cincinnati every everything that you hoped it would be?
2: It was. It was that and more. Um, I think next time I go, it's, I'll definitely take a leaf out of your book and stay uh, for a few extra days to fully take, in, fully take in the city. But, yeah, it's. I definitely say to people who haven't been, who are a Bengal supporter, definitely go, because it's definitely a bucket list item yeah. for me.
1: No, absolutely. And I
2: We all enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, no, that's great, and uh, I, I did sense that you enjoyed it. You loved every minute of it, didn't you? Um, well, let's get to the game last night. Um, good win, a good solid win, you have to say.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, when you've got Joey B at that quarterback, um, you can easily score thirty plus points, which is what we needed last night. So yeah. yeah, um, the game, the game yesterday was was one of those that we needed to kick off the second half of the season. So I'm
1: glad that we got the win away from home. And yet at half time, it wasn't plain sailing, was it? I mean, yes, they pulled away a bit in the thir- in the fourth quarter, uh, and we'll talk a bit, a a, bit, a little bit about that later. we uh, with call a number two or three. I haven't worked it out yet, but um, certainly going into halftime, there were 20 points to 17 down. Uh, there was some seriously busted play. I've not seen seriously busted. Uh, coverages. I'd not seen a defense play as badly as that for a, quite a while, actually. Um, do, I mean, you. you sh- I've seen a few tweets from you today. Have you, you shared my concern, right?
2: Yeah, I do. I mean, we spoke. We all spoke before the season that depth at, at, at cornerback, if there was any any injuries, which we have seen one or two this season, would would come back to haunt us. And I think the loss of Cheeto taken away either pickings last night or whoever the number one wide receiver is for the future.
1: Yeah. It,
2: it it's gonna put it's gonna be an issue for Cam Taylor Brett, Eli who got burnt again on a twenty twenty plus yard yard touchdown and then I mean you look at the depth that we have Jalen Davis, Alan George. Yeah.
1: Trey it, Flowers. Trey yeah. Flowers not really a boundary corner anymore, is it? He's employed to kind of sn- have a you know, kind of stick on to those tight ends really. Um Yeah, but what I mean but again, you know, Lou Lou I mean we I think we've we we almost take this for granted, I think. Um Definitely. You know, that Lou is gonna come up with some half t- half time adjustments and yet again uh, the defense played much better in the second half much more sounder in their in their discipline and uh, and certainly in the on the back end uh, coverage um, but it was a bit worrying that first half I mean is it I mean I remember um, a few weeks back JC Bates saying that uh, you know the communication is you know they picked right up again after the Super Bowl run it was like you know, a well-oiled machine. It really didn't look uh, like a well-oiled machine last night back there. Certainly in the secondary. Uh, is it just a case that we've got to we've got to live with that until CTB kind of gets up to speed? Do you think?
2: Yes, I know. I mean, I was I was taking a look at some of the stats from this year, and the thing that stands out to me at the moment is that our D line isn't really getting enough pressure on the opposition QBs. Mm. I mean, in the 10 games that we've had, we only have 16 sacks, and that equates to less than 30 sacks in the regular season. And, I mean, the more pressure you get onto the opposition QB, the easier it'll be for your secondary. So it's sort of like a a yin and yang. Well, not yin and yang, but they go hand in hand.
1: Yeah. No, that is true. I mean, Hendrickson got home for two sacks last night, and... Old Mother Hubbard managed to get one as well. But you're right, certainly in that first half the the pressure wasn't getting home at all if there was any pressure, and Pickett was kind of looking like Joe Montana, which is something that I never thought I'd say to be to, to be honest with you. But um so I mean we are we've got some I mean Pittsburgh was supposed to be one of the worst is supposed to be one of the worst offences in the league, and yet um Najee Harris was running for 5.1 yards a carry at, you know, in that first half. And then they really did clamp down on things in the second half, which is great. But going forward, I mean...
2: I mean, the the next game as well. I mean, yeah. Najee is averaging 5.1. Here comes Derek Henry, who, I mean, <laughs> we play, we played him last year. And, I mean, he wasn't fully fit and... We had DJ stuffing up every single run play. So hopefully, if we get that same sort of run stopping pressure that we did, yeah, in the uh, what was it, the divisional game last year, then hopefully it'll kick us on for a, to be seven and four and sort of
1: in a good position, right? It, yeah,
2: yeah, having having our own fate and having the fate in our, in our own hands, so to speak.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but then then we're playing some pretty tasty kind of quarterbacks and wide receiver uh yeah core aren't we so we've got like buffalo coming up we've got mahomes is playing completely out of his skin even better than i think i think you know everyone's saying that he's playing as, uh be- you know his best football which is kind of an astonishing thing to say when you consider what we've seen from mahomes in his career so far and then, you know, Brady can still lay it on. I'm not too worried about Mac Jones and the Patriots. And, you know, we'll have Dushan Watson to contend with as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, we- how, how is that secondary going to hang hang, um, hang together when it comes under much more kind of scrutiny, do you think?
2: I think it is. Yeah, I agree with where you're coming from. And I, I reckon it's more of the veterans on the team so the Hiltons the Von Bells the Jesse Bates playing up a little bit to their level and covering or well, trying to cover some of the tracks that yeah. that we've seen from the loss of Cheetah really um, hopefully I mean we need Jesse Bates to play like the sixteen million pound a year safety that he wants to be paid. In yeah. all honesty, no,
1: that I think
2: a... that, would, that would go some way to help. Yeah,
1: no, that's fair enough,
2: fair enough. But I, I love I, that sounded like slander on Jesse. I mean, I, <laughs> I love Jesse to bits, but yeah.
1: No, I think I think they all I think they all understand, don't they? That um, it is sort of business time, and they and the beauty of this team is that they were in exactly the same position as they were last year pretty much so they know what it takes to to go on this hot run they know what they have to kind of you know how deep they have to dig to find that kind of form and momentum and, and confidence so you're right it's um exactly i, th- I think i think they're and in I'm... a good position but yeah they're going to have to carry on doing what they're doing yeah
2: and every team nowadays other than the browns yeah. Is basically playing against playoff caliber teams and teams yeah. that will be in the playoffs this season. I mean, it's what Titans, Chiefs, Bucks, yeah. Bills, Ravens. Yeah, all, that's true. all of those will be will be in the uh, will be in the playoff contentions and in that Super
1: Bowl. But of course, I mean, you know, a lot of those games are winnable. You look at the Bucks; they've not really pulled up as many trees as, as as a lot of people thought they would do I still think the Browns are beatable even with Deshaun Watson um I think the Patriots are beatable they're a tough team but you know and up in uh, up at Foxborough on Christmas Eve of all nights you know that's going to be a tough one but a winnable one um and I yeah. still as good as the Titans are playing I still think they're beatable as well but you know it's going to be an interest interesting one next week because they're going to be out for revenge, aren't they? Because that I think that when we beat them last year in the playoffs, that really scarred them. I mean, Ryan Tannehill came out and kind of said said as much. Really, he had to go and talk to someone about it. It really destroyed him. So I think there's going to be uh, some very eager Titans players to uh, put the record straight next week. So it's going to be we've got to be ready for that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I mean, um I know I've spoken a, a lot about the defence, um, but I mean it's all Derek Henry and if we can stop the run, I don't really trust Tannehill to be putting up a three hundred yard game like he did this week. Um, I mean, I know they've got what's his name, is it Tre Trelon Burks? Yeah. A yeah, yeah. J. Brown replacement. Yeah. If you like, if he like, and plan and with Jesse or Vaughn or something like that, then yeah, I agree that it's definitely a winnable game.
1: Well, let's end that, let's end this phone call on a, a nice positive, and uh, despite the secondary misgivings, um, <laughs> um, Alex, thank you so much for uh coming online and uh, having a chat. and No doubt, uh, we'll speak to you soon, mate.
2: No worries, my pleasure, appreciate that all.
1: There you go. That was Alex Costa up in Manchester. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, mean, I was struck last night, actually, how the the miscommunications in that first half on the back end, um, it really did hammer home what a good player Chido Iwuzi is. Chido. You know, um, what an amazing player and how well he's been playing. And and more importantly, how, how he... he He's such an integral part. In I mentioned it in the, in the call to Alex there. Such a a well-oiled machine that they kind of know each other so well. They know what they're going to do. The communication great. There it's very rarely that you see busted coverages back there uh, in the secondary. And also, um, and of course, you've got to you've got to consider that Lou is a secondary guy. You know, he's a Started off as a as a defensive backs coach, so I would imagine that he pays special attention to the secondary. But Alex is right; it goes hand in hand with the with the pressure up with from the up front guys. Um, you know, it's it does go hand in hand. It's it's all a big complementary thing, isn't it? But uh, for as as head scratching as they were in that first half. Um, they really did uh, lock it down in the second. Uh, still not perfect, but uh, and I, th- you know, I do think that's a lot of Bengals fans' biggest worry going into uh, certainly defensively, um, the the pass defense, the lack of pressure, and also the coverage on the back end. But you know, uh, it's up to the guys there. You know, Cam Taylor Britt is learning game on game. Uh, he made some nice tackles. There's one screen, I think, I remember in the second half that he made a terrific tackle on. Um, so, obviously, we wish him the best. He's a rookie, He's still learning every day. Dax Hill is going to be coming back at some point, and no doubt he will play a part in uh, in the run-in. you hope so, because what I've seen from Dax Hill is pretty impressive so far. Uh, Mike Hilton, as Alex said, needs to step up. Jesse and Von Baum needs to step up. And, of course, Eli Apple as well, who, without the aid of his his buddy uh, L- uh, Cheeto on the other side, uh, looking uh, or positioned on the other side, lo- generally speaking, let's face it, that Cheeto um, does tend to lock people down. It's a bit of a Cheeto island, really. Um uh, and that kind of, you know, that aids Eli Apple a little bit. But now Eli's having to face uh, the number one receiver, which, uh, you know, there's mixed results there. So an interesting uh, road ahead, as I mentioned, with some great quarterbacks coming up, some great receivers. You look at Gabe Davis, you look at Stefan Diggs for Buffalo. Uh, you look at Mike Evans for Tampa. um, uh, Amari Cooper, who torched us a couple of weeks ago, I think he's a very good underrated receiver almost. So uh, lots of work to do on the defensive side of the ball. But again, it's encouraging that Lou was able to make those adjustments again. He really is the king of second-half adjustments. Just incredible, I think. And uh, Yes, uh, I think it's time to go back to my little black book, see who's next. Hello. So, uh, right, caller number two, who are you and where are you from?
0: Well, uh I, I'm Jamie, I'm calling from Withington.
1: <laughs> Very good. Uh, sorry, no prizes, unfortunately, it's not a quiz show. But, yeah, Jamie, you know him as TrequartBeaster on Twitter. Jamie, how are you doing? Watching the World Cup, are we?
0: I'm not watching the World Cup, no, um, um... I'm... I'm uh, I, I don't necessarily know if it's a boycott or not but i I just don't feel like it at the moment
1: no no that's fair enough a lot of people are in your share a a similar view on the world cup and it is a bit of a funny one isn't it let's face it um when i say funny i don't mean ha -ha, haha it's just a bit peculiar and a bit i don't know it's a bit of a strange one anyway back to football that we did watch last night um good win for the bengals you would have to say
0: Yeah, I'm happy to take it. Um, I think the first half was a little disappointing and then the second half they they just took over. Um, Part of that was the Bengals tightening a few things up and part of that was the Steelers completely going off the rails in in some regards. Uh,
1: And you love to see it, don't you, really, let's face it. Um, Absolutely. now, we spoke about the defence and, you know, I think legitimate worries about the secondary going forward. Um, but let's talk about the offence because it's starting to hum a little bit, isn't it? Would you agree with that? It's starting to, well, let's put it this way. Joe Burrow is approaching kind of top form at the moment, I think. he looked. He's looked like a million dollars in the last couple of three weeks, I think.
0: Yeah, it's starting to rumble along a bit. Um, I mean, one of the things that that is very apparent is that they're finding different ways to beat different teams. So yeah. um, against Atlanta, it was it was all the running game. And then this time round, um, it was intermediate passes and just absolutely rinsing um, the Steelers on, on your kind of 7 to 14-yard stuff. Um, so yeah, um, it's a very versatile offense at the moment. Even if it does sort of have a few missing parts. You know, we were missing Chase. We were missing Mixon last night for yeah, yeah. for the majority of it, and that didn't seem to matter. He just all goes through Joe, and as long as Joe's there, there's there's always a chance of of the offense being very very difficult to stop. I mean, the the Steelers only had a couple of um, couple of turnovers. One was off a deflection, a really uh, good take from their cornerback, yeah, and the other was, yeah. one was a ridiculous play from TJ Watt
1: he just seems to make that kind of interception. Well, that's twice now this season he's done that to us, which is incredible when you think about it. Joe Burrow 24 of 39 for 355 yards and four touchdowns. Um I mean that's pretty, pretty impressive and and T Higgins stepping up 9 for 48 uh, 148, I should say rather. But it was uh, some I, I think the one thing that I like you said I really like as well is they're using depth players. They're kind of You know, if you remember against Carolina, um, Trent Taylor on lots of different sweeps and intermediate stuff, it was great to get him involved. Last night it was um, Samaje three touchdowns through the air as well, not on the ground, but through the air, three touchdowns for Pirine. And then, of course, Trenton Irwin. It was great to see uh, Trenton Irwin score his first ever career touchdowns so I, I like that they're spreading he's spreading the love around whereas do you remember when it was when it was dalton to green dalton always kind of just looked to green would often throw it up into like double triple coverage you know um but there's a real sense here that they are they are wanting to spread it around and, and as you say kind of beat teams in different ways
0: yeah, um, and you know, Samadji uh, T- T- is a, a very different runner to, to Mixon. Mixon's a very uh, patient runner, and sometimes that, that kind of counts against him. Um, P. Ryan is pure instinct, and he will just hit the ball and look for a lane and, and look to get out of there. And uh, I think that is a bit of a, br- a breath of fresh air um, when you compare it to, to some of the uh, running game struggles during this season. Um, I really like having um, P-Wine, and I'll have to say I, I, I criticised um towards the start of the season, I thought you know, he's he's just a guy, um, he's just a running back, but no, he's he's, he's really stepped up in, 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 in places.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree, and then you've got Hurst, you know, he wasn't so much a factor last night, um, only two for 28, and Tyler Boyd was a bit quiet last night, but he made that crucial catch um, when he needed to. Two for forty-two last night. But what was impressive, I thought, just those two ninety-yard drives. I mean, they look. I mean, that was just great to watch. I and mean, there's no other way to say it, really.
3: Yeah, it's it, it's just
0: um, all is all is good with the offense. Um, the only criticism really is is still, you know, they're, they're having. A few issues with the scripted plays at the start of the game. Yeah, um, you know they, they. Admittedly, in in the uh, Falcons game and in the the Carolina game, those drives went really well. Um, so maybe you know that's that's just one thing where we could do it differently or do it better, or maybe that's just something where we're kind of trying out a few things, doing a bit of window dressing, yeah, and going yeah. from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I tell you what. Uh, I've been critical of him this year, but I thought Leo Collins had a good game against TJ Watt. I know, I know, he made, made that ridiculous interception, but the, in fact, the two tackles that have come under a lot of criticism this year—they um, against a really good du- a pass rushing pass, easy for me to say, pass rushing duo of uh, Jonah Williams and uh, and Watt—they both handled them. Fairly well, I thought.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, the the tackles have been more up and down than the interior guys. So I I think with with Collins, how he operates is that either he will sort of really stick out on tape as completely bullying his guy, or he will have a complete nightmare. And it, it was up and down against TJ Watt. However, he protected... Him, uh, he protects Watt from getting to Burrow um, as much as he could. I, I saw one of these um, advanced analytics, and I'm not going to turn into Troy Aikman and go, oh, "I don't <laughs> understand analytics," because um, <laughs> I do. Um, but you know, the, the the average distance from the quarterback of the um, of the four main Steelers pass rushes and TJ Watt was the furthest away, and that's simply because Leo Collins has been doing a good job, and also. Joe is probably quite well aware of where t j Watt actually is um which is you know good on his part Jonah, yeah, Jonah had a decent run out last night, I think he's um he's suffered a bit, I think from having the injury, yeah. um as he's gone on through the year, and maybe um maybe that's starting to clear up a bit now,
1: yeah, you mentioned the interior and just looking at some ted Carris uh Since week 7, this is from Willie Lutz who put this out here. Since uh, week 7 among fellow centres, he he ranks 0 sacks allowed, 0 pressures, 0 hurries, 0 QB hits, 100% pass block efficiency, 83.5 PFF true passing grade, 84.8 pass blocking grade. So I think you can safely say... That Ted Karras has been uh, a good signing, I think, along with Alex Kappa as well.
0: Yeah, he's he's been a great help to to the uh, pass blocking um, all year, um, and and Capper's been very steady as well. Yeah, and yeah. um, Volson. Volson had an interesting night last night. I yeah, think, I was going to um, ask because
1: because you you love a bit of offensive line action, and I wanted to ask you about yeah. Volson because we're getting really good production from a rookie at a very. Uh, Very kind of difficult spot, really, Um, because if something goes wrong on the offensive line, it really does go wrong. But I think he's doing all right, actually, for a rookie.
3: Yeah,
0: um, a couple of times last night he found himself on an island with Cam Haywood, and it really didn't end very well for him. But um, in general, he has been fine, and in general, he has been better than some of the other options we've had there in, in recent years. Now, I'm probably at the moment putting his play. roughly on a par with where uh Quentin Spain was last year. Yeah. Um, but for a fourth round rookie, that's fine. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um he's somebody who's gonna grow into that role. Um, you know, he's 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 quick to diagnose things, he's you know, relatively mobile. Um, he has got a bit of nasty in him. Um
1: well, that blocking on the like outside him. when he got to the second level on the first Pirine. I mean he just got scorched by Haywood a couple of plays earlier. And then he was out down that right hand side like some Olympian athlete just clearing the way uh for Pirine to go down the sideline. That was that was tremendous, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it's always fun for your um for your O line to be running into a secondary and looking for, for defensive backs to to really, you know, give them a really bad time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And going forward, we've got some tough ones coming up. Uh, I've just read that Jamar Chase, they're working Jamar Chase back in. I wonder if the Titans game will be a bit too soon for him. But it's Chase is certainly trending in the right direction. He's off the crushes. Uh, off the crushes? Off the crutches. Um, that's obviously good news. Um do you think uh, do you think we are capable of of launching a uh, a serious playoff push now?
0: Well, yeah, I mean the the, the talent's certainly there. Um, I think the the biggest question mark at the moment is is probably over the secondary, and that's because Gay is missing, and that is a big way of, that is a big part of how we got to the the Super Bowl last year. Was that the the secondary was so good and was that good that it kind of enabled us to do some really exotic stuff. I don't think we've got the capability of doing that this year, so we'll have to find a different way of doing it. Now, I think maybe we need to explore the route of actually just flat out trying to outscore everybody and really kind of, you know, if if a team wants to score like 28 on us, we'll score 30 and stuff like that. And that, that might be how we end up uh, playing it now, the Titans we play next week. They are a, a top five defense. Um, they're going to be very tough. Obviously, when we played them in the playoffs last year, they they, they gave Burrow a hell of a time. Um, so that is going to be, you know, a really a really tough one to to try and get our offense going against. But if we can get good offensive production against the Titans, I think there's there's no one else in the league that we should be really fearing all that
1: much. There we go, I like the way you're talking Jamie, Jamie thank you so much for joining us we'll speak to you again soon I think Jamie's going to be part of the tailgates which are going to be coming back after a few weeks off, so Jamie we'll see you on the tailgates All
3: right.
0: bye now Okay, bye Oh Mike speaking
1: Mike, it's Paul Sorry, Paul who? Paul from Bengals UK. Oh
3: sorry mate. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you this time. Well, I was not expecting that, sorry. How's it going?
1: Yeah, alright man, how are you? You are live yeah, on boy. uh you're live on Cincinnati. Not live obviously, but um um how are you?
3: Yeah, I'm good here. I'm good <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm good mate.
1: Good um, Happy about last night?
3: I'm very happy about last night um yeah it went really well didn't it i think uh we all showed that the uh the resilience of um the team its real real resilience in the face of uh, a bit of a hostile crowd yeah. in pittsburgh versus um at the time felt like what, what 19 Steelers if you count the officials as well
1: well wow, that's the other thing now i've talked to alex about the defense Talked to jamie about the uh offense um one thing we haven't spoken about is uh, the special teams unit, and um, Drew Chrisman had a pretty solid debut. Solid debut, as Nathan would no doubt say at some point. But he, were you impressed with Chrisman? And and of course, you know Evan McPherson back on form, another uh, fifty-plus kick in 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 tough conditions. That that unit looked greatly improved, didn't it?
3: Yeah, it did, didn't it? it- well you couldn't have really asked for a a better debut and we know it's been coming um, for some time now and you know Kevin Huber, it will be sadly missed Um, yeah Evan McPherson again in a in a not just a hostile atmosphere in a um, in the cold weather as well when Mm. that must be so hard to kick the ball but to nail it just from 50 odd yards just make it look um, just make it look so easy yeah. I think it just shows through that it's not just the, the offence and the defence is the quality of this team it's that the special teams unit as well is, 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 pretty damn, is pretty damn solid and I think we're coming into a bit of a we're going to come into a bit of a patch I know it's a tough road ahead but we're going to see I think we're going to start to really now kick into form and become one of the teams that others are not going to look or facing, and we'll quite, I think we'll quite easily get into the playoffs. Um, quite we'll easily?
1: In. That's quite a bold statement. Right? I, think was... will.
3: Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. I think we're much better. You know, a couple of you know, growing pains at the beginning of the season. wasn't the best prep, obviously, but we're now you know, you, you don't win anything in uh, September, October, November. It's all about coming into form in the late, latter part of the season and learning your lessons from last time. So I think we're going to hunt I think we'll hunt down
1: the Ravens. I really do. Yeah. I think I, I'm not so sure they got it in the tank. I I think we're we're building up steam now. Yeah, I I mean we we saw it last year, and and certainly the the, the performances and you know the season is almost mirroring last year, isn't it? And the fact I think I made the point earlier: the, these guys know how to win. They know how to what it takes to get to a Super Bowl. What it takes to win in a division. What it takes to outlast their opposition and we're starting to win in similar win games in similar yeah. fashion than we did last year it's it's yeah. quite remarkable really how we're just on that level aren't we that we're not not pulling away crazily from teams but we're with as you say the resilience of this team is and and also you know on sunday uh yesterday it felt like um Like the complementary football was back, you know. The offense started off pretty well in the first half, and then the defense came to play in the second half, and the special teams was on it. Um, It felt like, you know, obviously there was a few squeaky squeaky bum moments yesterday, but um, yeah, it felt like, you know, once once the defensive adjustments had been made, that we were kind of in control of that game, really.
3: Yeah, absolutely, and. To be fair, I, I wouldn't really. I wouldn't mind a, a repeat of last season. I remember it being quite fun and yes, uh, culminating with, with the AFC championship and yeah, you know, and a blinding, uh, I a blinding Super Bowl party as well. Yeah. Um. I I just think that you you're absolutely right. They're all complementing each other now. It's a real like one team um, approach, and you've got your key guys in there. You, you like you. you Borough obviously, but I think the likes of Hilton, Reader um even mixing mixing himself that those guys blend it all together. and I think you can just see when the team's winning, how happy and how um how how raucous it can how raucous it can get the other to look out for one another. It's a real um it's a real brotherhood going on there. Um yeah. In that in 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 that in that locker room, um, and you know if we can just you know we're, we're talking about like, the, the fine margins here. We can just tighten it up a little, tighten up a little bit when it comes to like, like getting everyone on, on on the same page. I mean, yesterday the defense didn't have the greatest start, but then they got it all they got it all together. All together. And they're the little fine things we're talking about, aren't we? When we get to the latter part of the season, when I mean, you're facing your bills. Mm-hmm. You, 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 uh your chiefs because they're the they're the teams that when they they are like the sharks in the water aren't they 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 smell blood and you know uh, and they will they will go for it but i'm 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 confident i i think you know sharks in the water may be but you know we've got a few harpoons um <laughs> in our arsenal haven't we to, to yeah to to uh, to see to that um i got a question for you though i i don't yeah. think um the rams are necessarily going to make it back to uh the um think to the super bowl who do you think of in the in the NFC is looking likely to perhaps go deep in the playoffs
1: oh man that's a good question isn't it i mean i mean,
3: potential
1: it, super bowl opponents maybe yeah right i mean i mean i guess you'd say you'd say the eagles at the moment but i'm still not mm. 100% convinced i'm not convinced by the vikings uh i hate to say it but it could be the cowboys i I think they've got a defense that could wreak havoc and in tony pollard they've got this guy that's kind of come from nowhere he looks like really explosive uh you know how much i hate the cowboys we've had conversations over beers (laughs) about this and uh yeah i i really dislike the cowboys but i just think they've got the kind of team that could do the business I think that you can never discount Tom Brady out. If they get into the playoffs, then you know they've yeah. got the weapons and they've got Brady. But yeah, I'm going to go for the Cowboys at this point. Um, yeah. Oh, I hate saying that, that. That would be
3: that would be an epic match. That would be quite an epic match
1: Yeah, it would I'm be, saying. wouldn't that, it?
3: You you get, you've got you know the young gun borrow, you know, Miss versus quote, I don't know how you're using this term, America's team. You're right, yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, I mean, that, that really would be you know us versus us versus the world. Yeah, it and would I, be. You know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I've got one more question for you before we go. <laughs> go on, um, then. <laughs> before, when it got to 30-37 to yesterday. Yeah. And there was a little bit of time left on the clock. Yeah. Was there a, a little bit of a, uh, you know, sort of not again if we
1: refer back to uh, events um... I mean there always is with the Bengals <laughs> even, <laughs> even though with Joe Burrow at the quarterback and it's a different team and a different coaching staff yeah. there's always that kind of thing that little voice in the back yeah. of your head that goes ooh okay then you know mm-hmm. um, but I i have been be... here before yeah been here <laughs> before but you know there's no Jeremy Hill thankfully there's no Vontaze Perfect there's no... no there's no
3: Joe. The quarter is there no
1: no no and the, I think that just the difference is that it's Borough he's just makes yeah. such a difference in terms of coolness under pressure um yeah. that kind of focus that he's got his will to win it's just on a different level you know and is, uh, that's what makes that that's they're mu- they're a much more disciplined team than the Marvins teams were I think and yeah. you can go into the reasons for that if you like but that's a separate conversation down the pub, I think. But, yeah, definitely. I definitely think nice. it, it's it's definitely... And also, you know, Zach, Zach took a lot of heat for kind of rooting, you know, kind of getting rid of the old guard and bringing in the new. And, you know, it was kind of painful with your Dunlaps and your Geno Atkins and your A.J. Greens, all complete legends. I'm not saying that they weren't in discipline at all. They were fabulous players. But, um, yeah, everything just seems to be much more... Um, you mentioned it, like that locker room cohesiveness and, and yeah. brotherhood, um, it seems much more together. I might be wrong on that, I don't know, but it feels that way. And yeah. We, and but yeah, they
3: might all hate each other. might be completely wrong, they might all hate each other.
1: Yeah. It's, it's just ultimate,
3: prof- ultimate professionalism. You know, in a few years' time, the books will come out saying about, yeah, you know, Joe Burrow, what a yeah. <laughs> one absolute tool, <laughs> tool he was, no-one liked him, yeah, but yeah. yeah.
1: All right, Mike. Thanks for taking the call, and apologise for <laughs> surprising you on this Monday. God, <laughs> please let it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's staying in, mate. That's staying in. All right. Oh, I'll, I'll see you in a few weeks at the London <laughs> no, meetup. Sh- okay. See
3: you dude.
1: Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Mike. Take care. Bye bye. There's Mike Smith there, um, <laughs> surprising him. On a Monday evening, and I say we are hoping to have a London meetup to be announced very soon. Um, That'll be mid December, all being well. Uh, Right, let's get to your correspondence, shall we? Right, Nick Parker uh, at Big Park 71. Bengals win was good for the soul last night, still missing too many, but now they are coming back. And so long as number nine pulls the strings and stays fit and well enough to do so, we can be in a position to win any game. We are now almost certainties for the playoffs. Second place, 10 and 7. Yeah, Mike there was very uh positive And Nick is very positive. I am positive, but I still think there's a lot of football to be played. And the secondary does worry me. Um so I'm not sure whether we're uh, almost certain to the place but uh, we we're, we're getting ahead of steam aren't we I do think I genuinely think that and the offense at times looks really unstoppable so that's that's really fun to watch uh, Chris Hood at Hooday CP I would love to get excited about the result but somehow I can't Chris come on man I feel like the squealers beat themselves as much as we did well their time management and calls in Q4 were very odd. A better team could have taken us to overtime, but I don't care that much. We won. Who day? Yeah, I mean, again, we're talking about playing a 3-7 and seven team and it being relatively close. So, you know, I understand that. Listen, the test is going to be against the Titans. That's going to be... Um, that's going to be an absolute humdinger,oo isn't it? Let's face it, it's 6 o'clock kick-off in the UK. Uh, we'll be having a, an online tailgate before that. I know uh, pals Amy and Dan are going out for the Titans game and the Chiefs game, look at them. So uh, we wish them all the best in their tr- on their trip. Uh, and next we go to Bridge of Osais at Bridge of Osais. <laughs> Hallelujah! The running game wasn't good, but the running backs were, and that should be good enough. Uh, what would Drew do? Surpass Huber. Let's shore up the secondary and head to the playoffs. Yeah, fair play to Drew Christman. Really solid debut. Notice the the hang time, more than anything, was, was spectacular. There were some good lengthy punts as well. I do like a lengthy punt. Um, but, yeah, he makes a good point uh, about... Uh, The running game wasn't particularly good, but the running backs were. That's a brilliant way to put it. Um, Really great uh, because we know get the running backs in space, then they can cause damage. And realistically, it doesn't matter whether that's a little check down or a run up the middle or off left tackle or whatever it might be. As long as you get those playmakers in space, then that's all that matters. And certainly Pirine made the most of those opportunities last night paul at peakard burns watched the first half in pretty much the same way i watch any gore tension scary bits of a film stroke tv program which is with my hands over my face and looking through the gaps in my fingers as it was not easy uh, it was not an easy watch but uh, uh, but wow what a change in the second half performance paul get used to it this is how we got to the super bowl Last year, we were very, very good at making half time adjustments and and we replicated that uh, that template yesterday so um that seems to be our way. that is just the way we do things um so <laughs> you better get ready for some nervy nights coming up. I'll put it that way because it's going be to be how to skeltero and um uh as it was last year, I can't wait. Uh, Martin at Dorset Bengal, the good. That 90-plus drive was uh, our absolutely best drive of the season. A thing of beauty, the not-so-good. Can the Bengals stop making me nervous about playing rookie quarterbacks? They always seem to play well against us. The ugly, clueless and biased commentators got my goat. Well, absolutely, Ted Hendrickson, which made me laugh out loud several times. Uh, getting Trey's name wrong and uh, calling him Ted Hendrickson. And you know what? I'm going to start calling him Ted Hendrickson from now on. Um, but, yeah, he's right. And the other thing that got my goat, the Steelers, one late hit uh, on Tyler Boyd that uh, Pickens got ejected for. Isn't it funny that a rookie, George Pickens, has got a bit of chewed on him anyway, uh, has been schooled already in the Steelers' way and... Halfway through his first season, he's already been ejected for uh, a darty hit. and uh, But then there was another one on Joe Boy earlier that wasn't uh, wasn't picked up. And some of the calls, goodness me, were just dreadful. Anyway, I hate going about refs. Um, Rob Hill, surely this season, uh, didn't enjoy the first half, loved the second half. Very effective defensive adjustments at half-time, changed the game. So pleased to see second stringers make big impacts. Pright, Travion, Trenton and Drew and I think it's vital going forward, line much better. Prime for a run, tell you after the Titans. Yeah. Peter Dadswell at Dadders, if number 9 is upright then we've got a good chance in any game. A bigger chance the bigger the game gets. The D just needs to keep us in with a shout. Here here, John Ward at John Ward 31. Hello John. The worst defensive display this season in the first half We made them look really good at times. Second half, they look like the bang average team they are. This wasn't even borrowed putting the team on his back as he was just cruising in third gear. Very nice win. Agree completely. Uh, Dan Waite at DNKW. Really nice to see the offence prospering again. Without chase, and that's a really good point, Dan, isn't it? Because as I say, you mentioned T stepped up, Tyler Boyd has done in the past, they got uh, Trent Taylor involved uh, the last game against the Panthers really nicely. Uh, Trent and Irwin caught a TD, P Ryan had a big game. I like it, uh, I, I use the depth, there's some talented guys there, you know, and it, it speaks to that idea, that concept of. Obviously, Chase is a a fantastic player, but it speaks to the idea that the scheme is strong in this one, Um, to quote Star Wars. um, You know, it doesn't matter if someone goes out, you plug someone in, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they know exactly where they're supposed to be, and they've got Joe Burrow at quarterback. Uh, Dan continues, that was something which worried me when he went down. In that vein... And, yeah, and I think we got used... I mentioned A.J. Green and Andy Dalton, the relationship there between... And you always felt that if A.J. went down, the, that big play wasn't there. And, I don't know, I I I'd, I'd get the impression now that... Not necessarily the big play, but they are adjusting. They're adjusting on the fly. They're trying to get their... The players they've got out there, the ball, so they can make the plays that are necessary. Uh, in that vein, it was interesting to see Baltimore only manage three points in the first half against Carolina, Dan says... Uh, makes our 35 all the more impressive. Also, what about Evans' 54 yarder? Must have been worth 60 in normal conditions. Who day? Who day to you, Dan? Yash at it's Yash 98. Solid handle. First time caller as well. Um, solid first time caller. Uh, much <laughs> much needed win. Not having Cheeto shown and Bates was outplayed. Hmm. Uh, I wonder if Dax Hill will help us with the secondary issues. O-line improving. Still some work to do. Defence did better in the second half. Prime for a serious run. I think 12-5. and Now, there's a positive way to end that tweet. Yash, uh, good to hear from you, mate. VB at Von Blades. Uh, we could easily discuss the dirty play and blind referees, but on that pitch against that team, I think we have a new punter for the next decade. P Ryan had himself a day. Hope the injuries aren't too bad. We must stop the designed run into the line play. We keep running. Do you know what? I think that's here to stay, VB. Um, Obviously, Zach loves a bit of that. And Matthew at our mat. Uh, As long as we can keep games close at half-time, I trust Lou to do his magic and make our second half D almost unplayable. We're primed now. Heat up and make a run to finish strong. Let's get it here, here. What a great tweet to end that on. And I must mention Kevin Huber because the store, I think it was Kelsey Conway from the Inquirer, came out and said that uh, Kevin Huber uh, went and got the ball that uh, Drew Chrisman punted, The, the ball that he made his NFL debut punt with. Huber managed to get it and keep hold of it and presented it to him in the locker room. What? I mean, that's pretty cool, you have to say. Uh, what a lovely thing. Um, and uh, you expect nothing less from uh, from Kev. And obviously we'll wish him well. I'm not sure what his status is going to be week to week now. Uh, I mean, it could be the beginning of the end, which is a sad thing. But, yeah, uh, what a lovely gesture that was from Kev. Right, Nathan, we'll be back next week. Thanks to Alex and Jamie and Mike uh, for chipping in on this uh, on this episode, um, we've got some stuff to announce. As I say, I mentioned at the meetup, all being well, just got to quickly confirm that with a few people, and then we should be able to announce it. So get ready for mid-December in London uh, to end the year off uh, a good year, I would say, a very good year, uh, a Super Bowl with appearance, uh, a fun draft, uh, great summer party in Edinburgh, a meet-up in Manchester um, and uh, and now a meet-up in, uh, in, uh, in London to round things off. Uh, I do hope you're very well out there um, and I wish you well and I thank you for listening. And I also say, until next week, it's a Who Day from me. <laughs>